You're listening to the message podcast of High Ridge Church Longview, where our vision is to help you know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and ultimately make a difference. We are so glad that you're here, and we pray that this message impacts your life as you apply the spiritual truths from God's Word in practical ways. Let's listen in. Good to see you today. So great to have folks joining us online. And uh, I'm excited. You excited? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Hey, are we living in crazy days or what? So it's not just me. Every now and then I have to do a little check. Is it just me? Is it just me? It's not just me. We're living in some strange days, aren't we? I, I want to bring a message this morning. We're just going to jump right in, okay? Is that good? Uh, I've titled this message, Finding Stability in an Unstable World. So our world right now feels kind of, I don't know, what, crazy? It's everywhere. It's in every arena, Right? I mean, people who want to go to sports, we got all kinds of weird stories in sports and stuff like it. Places we might want to go and find some stability, things are just popping up. They're everywhere. But the thing I want to tell you is that that's not new. It's easy for us to forget sometimes. We're going to read the scripture here in a few moments out of Colossians 3, verses 15 through 17. You can go ahead and turn there if you like. Uh, and we're going to read there, and we're going to read those words, but I need you to understand when they were written. They were written by the Apostle Paul during a time when there was a lot of instability. There was political upheaval. There was oppression in society. There was slavery, persecution of of Christians. All of these things are happening when the Apostle Paul pens the words that we're going to read here in a minute. And it's easy going through things that we've gone through in 2020 and now through 2021 and trying to see things in business and the economy and all the stuff that feels chaotic. It's easy for us to forget we're not the first people to live through these things. That's a good check. It's a good check for us to realize, no, 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 we're not, this is not unique. We're we're not special, right? It's not, we're we're being picked on. No, we're not. Stuff happens. Life is hard. It's always been that way. And I wrote it down this way. Disruption, instability, and discomfort are not new developments. (laughs) I know, right? It's so simple. It's so simple. They are consistent across time. Throughout the human experience, there are seasons that are challenging. There are things that go wrong. There are things that get confusing. There are always going to be those times. The good news is Jesus told his followers, hey, in the world, you're going to have some trouble. But be of good cheer because I've overcome this world. That's, that's good news, right? That's really, really good news. So regardless of the instability we may be experiencing today, I believe our passage of scripture we're going to read here gives us three keys for how we can be uh, stable even when everything around us is wonky and kooky. You like those two words? Wonky, kooky. How about you guys online? Wonky, kooky. Anybody else use those words? No, probably not. But you should start. They're great words. Let's read the scripture. Colossians chapter 3, verses 15 through 17. Here's what we find. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do, 
in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Hey, let's pray together. Father, we're so grateful for your word that it's, that it's timely and it's timeless. God, thank you that your word speaks to us today and helps us right where we are. Thank you, Father, that we can invite the Holy Spirit to be our guide, our teacher, the one who instructs us in truth. We open our hearts. Lord, we ask you to give us spiritual understanding in our, in our minds today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, I think he's talking to you. Um, <clears throat> if you're home alone, sorry. Watch it online. Point to yourself. He's talking to you. Let me give you three keys that'll help us have stability even in unstable times. Okay, you ready? Here's key number one. Receive the peace of God. Now, I've worded it that way on purpose. You know, we as believers Get peace with God when we believe. When we come into a relationship with Jesus Christ, we are given peace with God. The thing that was in the way, our sin, our mess-ups, all the stuff that was separating us from God, Jesus paid the price for all of that so that when we receive him by faith and we walk into a relationship with him, we get peace with God. For my theologian friends out there, it's justification. <laughs> We've been justified, just as if I'd never sinned. Peace with God. But that's not what the scripture is saying here. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. Now, this, is, this is something different. This is different. The peace of God is different than peace with God. Jesus told his followers in John 14, 27, Peace I leave with you. My peace I'm giving to you, not as the world gives do I give it to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. He says, it's not like the world's kind of peace. This is different. This peace comes from me, and I'm giving it to you. I'm making it available to you. In the world, here's the thing. We define peace as the absence of conflict. Doesn't last, does it? In fact, as human beings, our track record is not very good at this thing called peace, right? We're not very good at the absence of conflict. We're better makers of truces than we are peace treaty. Right? I mean, we, don't, we don't do well. Ceasefires, we get some of those, right? Thanksgiving's coming, people. Make your ceasefires. Get, get some truces going. Don't ruin the turkey. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Some of us want to eat. Here's the, here's, the, here's the bottom line. His peace is different because it's not about the absence of conflict. The peace that comes from Christ is the awareness of his presence with us in the conflict. It's that he's here. He's with us in the midst of it. The conflict doesn't bother him, doesn't disturb him, and doesn't send him off course. And his presence in our life, his peace, is letting us know, I'm here. I'm right with you in the midst of the conflict. Most of us just say, get me out. But I found in my own life, more times than not, Jesus says, nope, we're going through. We're going through. It's better for you if we go through. It's better for you if we go through. You're going to find out stuff about you. You're going to find out stuff about me. It's going to be good. Hang on. I'm with you, right? That's a different kind of peace. It's not some absence of conflict. It's a peace that I can make a choice. Notice the scripture says, let the peace of God rule. That's a choice. That's a daily choice. P 
peace with God has been made, it's for eternity. But the peace of God is a daily choice. Are you with me? Turn to that person next to you and say, I told you he's talking to you. And at home, yet again, just he's talking to me. I'm talking to me. That's why if you want to know the truth. I wrote down this, this, this way. We gain both peace with God and the peace of God through relationship with Jesus. That's great news. It's better news than you just responded. Yeah, yeah, it's good news. Here's the thing. Paul uses the word rule, and it's the Greek word brabuo. And what that means, I'm not trying to impress you. I looked it up. Brabuo, it refers to an umpire or an official at an athletic event. And so what it's saying is, let the peace of God be the umpire. Let the peace of God be the, the official, the judge, the one who sets the boundaries and gives guidance and direction and keeps you in bounds, right? Let the peace of God do that for you. Let the peace of God be that in you. That's important because it's, it's saying basically, let the peace of God govern your heart. Let it govern your heart. Now, I don't know about you, but when things are wonky in my life, circumstantially or stuff is happening, my emotions can get a little amped up. Anybody else? That's good to know because I was starting to feel all isolated here. The, the, here's the thing. I know you won't believe this, but I got to tell it to you because it's the truth. Without God's grace and without his mercy in my life and without my awareness of my need for him on a daily basis, I am not easy to get along with. I know, right? Shocking. Well, I got something for you. You're not easy to get along with either, right? So, but, and I share that with you simply because uh, just if, when my emotions get out of whack, I'm tired, I need rest or whatever, things can, you know, things kind of peek through. The old, the old me kind of, hi, I'm here. It's kind of like the shining, you know? And, and I, I'm like, ugh. And we were getting ready to go on vacation. We'd gone to Northwest Arkansas. We were there visiting grandkids. And so we had a little bit of time to kill. We went to a department store. And so we go to this department store, and we, I decided, you know, I'm going to try on a couple shirts. Now, I hate doing that, by the way. I, I do not like this experience, but I've learned over time, if I don't try it on, I get it home. doesn't fit the way I like it. I never wear it. hides in the back of the closet until I decide to be generous and give it to somebody. So I go in and try it on. Now, this shirt, I mean, you, you've done this, right? How many of you, yeah? I put on this shirt. It was a nice shirt. Had, ta- you know, the tags on it, the price tags, the brand, and all that. Song. Pretty obvious that I'm trying on the shirt. So I walk out of the dressing room because I must go to the inspector of all things, can I wear this in public, which is my wife, right? So I come walk, because she'll be honest with me. And I'm not saying that she's the one insisting. I'm insisting that she does it, because she'll tell me the truth. If I walk out and she goes, Oh my God, you're gonna put my eye out when you pop the button on that shirt. Just, that's too small, get another size. But she's honest, right? So I need that feedback. I walk out, and as I'm walking out, a mom and a teenage son are walking into the dressing room area. And I see them, I nod to them, they nod to me. <clears throat> they saw me come out of my dressing room, they see me wearing a shirt covered in tags. I go out, get the approval or disapproval, whichever it was, from the inspector, and I, I turn around, and when I go back to my dressing room, I go to open the door, it's locked. And I'm like, seriously? And the person on the other side, sorry. I'm like, you stole my dressing room. You know my clothes are hanging in there, right? 
And I, I didn't say that, but I'm thinking it. And my, 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 old, my old emotions are kind of going, and I, I need rest, right? It's been three years since I had a vacation. I mean, I got a lot of stuff. I got some grievances with you people. I need to express them. It's just, I'm like, ugh, ugh. And I'm thinking, so here, here's what comes out of my mouth. I said, well, can you at least hand me the shirt that belongs to me? And no joke, there's a moment of silence, and then my shirt flies over the top of the salt. No. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there, I'm thinking, oh, no, 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 no. Now, I, now I'm not in a dressing room. I still gotta change shirts. I gotta get out of the one I'm not buying, put my shirt back on. And I stood there a minute, and this is literally what I did. I'm telling you, it's what I did. I'm not saying I'm proud of it. I'm not endorsing this behavior. I took off the shirt that I had tried on, and I said, well, when you, since you're in there, could you hang this one back up for me? And I tossed it back up. As I was walking out of the dressing room, I thought, I'm not wearing anything that says High Ridge, am I? Because I had shirts with me that say High Ridge on them. I'm like, oh, good. Thank goodness I didn't put that T-shirt on today. I'm out of state. Maybe nobody will know. Here, here's the truth. What, I tell you that story for two reasons. One, to let you know we all deal with this, and the choice to let the peace of God rule in our hearts is daily and sometimes by the hour. Sometimes by the hour. The other reason I tell you this is because certain people who remain nameless who are on staff at this church won't be able to give me such a hard time about that story anymore because I've exposed it. <laughs> There's a lesson there. Learn that. It governs our hearts. The peace of God governs our heart. It helps tamp down emotions when they're starting to rise so we don't do stupid stuff like I did. But it also can bring a calming effect to our thoughts because the reality of four, Philippians 4, verses 6 through 7 is something we need to embrace. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I don't know about you, but I make better decisions when my mind is calm. If I'm in a panic, I don't always make good decisions. I, I, don't, I don't panic easily, but if I'm, if I'm just all riled and whatever, I'll make dumb choices, and so do you. Don't look at me like that. We all do when the mind is calm. I can diagnose and problem solve way more efficiently when I'm, when I'm in that mode, the calmness. And it's important for us to recognize that, I, I wrote it this way, his peace can govern our hearts, guide our decisions, and generate calm in our minds. The peace of God can go around what we don't understand it can bypass the thought process. Because I'm going to tell you something right now. When things get unstable, your emotions and your thoughts are competing for control. And we can invite the peace of God to go around what we don't understand and calm our thinking as well as govern our hearts. The peace of God. We get the peace with God when we become believers. The peace of God is available to us every day. But we have to choose to invite that, to let it rule. All right. Here's second key. Rely on the word of Christ. 
We want to receive the peace of God, and then we want to rely on the word of Christ. When things are unstable, the what is to let the peace of God rule. The how is by relying on the word of Christ. This is important. It's important to recognize this word dwell. He says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in abundance. What's important to, to understand, this is a unique phrase to Paul here. It, we, we see it in scripture, the word of God, the word of the Lord. So the word of Christ is, is not really used. The context here is he's saying he is referring to the Bible, the scriptures as we know them, but he's really saying in greater context, the message of Jesus, who he is, what he's about, what he's here to do, what he's done and what he's doing, the entire scope of that, let that dwell in your hearts richly. And again, this is, this is a choice. This is a decision that we make. The word dwell is the Greek word enoikio, uh, which means to inhabit or to reside. Now that's important. Now we know the psalmist tells us in Psalm 119 verse 11, your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. When we have his word in our hearts, it guards us from mistakes. It helps us. It helps protect us. Jesus tells his disciples in John 6, verse 63, he says that the words I'm speaking to you, they are spirit and they are life. A few verses later, when the crowd was dissipating and Jesus looked at Peter and said, are you going to leave also? His response was, where else will we go? You alone have the words of eternal life. The message of Jesus, the word of Christ is spirit and it's life to us. And that's a big, big deal. Here's the thing, though. When it says to uh, reside, to, to dwell means to inhabit or to reside. This is something we need to re recognize. This is not having God's word, the message of Christ, being an occasional visitor to our lives. This is not, oh, it's special guest Sunday. Oh, we got to hear some word today. We heard some things about the message of Christ today. So nice to have you. Thanks for coming. See you next week. No, no, no. That's not what this is talking about. This is not talking about your daily checklist either, what we sometimes call a quiet time. Right? Now, I'm not kicking that. I think it's good. I have a structured way that I approach my day and I start my day. I do it for your benefit. It's a public safety thing. <laughs> I, you want me to meet with Jesus. Trust me. You want me to meet with Jesus. And so I do, but that's not my conversation. That's how I start my conversation. My conversation with Jesus goes all day long, thinking about his word, letting his message in me, trying to, to keep that alive in my own heart. We, we're very guilty sometimes in church. And I remember as a young man, I would go to my youth pastor or student pastor, whatever we called him back then. I don't know. I don't know what we called him. Hey, you, something. I don't remember what it was. But you would say, hey, I'm struggling in this area. And almost always you'd get the same response. Are you reading your Bible? Are you having your quiet time? Oh, uh, yeah. How, how much Bible are you reading? I read a chapter this morning. Two would have done it. <laughs> what? What? Are you praying? Are you, are you spending time in prayer? Yeah. How long did you spend in prayer? About, about an hour uh, in total. 
you know, evangelistically speaking, probably <laughs> an hour. He's like, yeah, three. You need three. You need at least three. I mean, it's like writing a prescription. And it's unfortunate that church has become this way sometimes. Rather than recognizing that there's ebb and flow in life and that there's grace and God's goodness and, and we want the message of Christ to flow over us, that reading his word and spending time in his word is not painful. It's not a prescription. It's not castor oil. Y'all don't even know what that is, do you? You should Google that when you get out of church because you don't want it. I can tell you right now, you don't want it. It's like we say, here, take this, here, take this. Rather than listening to people, hearing people, walking with people, sitting down, crying with someone who's hurting, laughing with someone who's rejoicing, because that's what believers do. Because that's what Jesus did. Here's the other thing you need to recognize. It also, it, it influences my life. It, it changes how I live. But it also changes how I speak to others. Unless I'm in a dressing room in a department store. I've repented of that, by the way. I'm not endorsing it. Here's the thing. It, it does change because he says, when you are letting the word of Christ dwell in you richly, what, what is the result of that? You begin to speak to one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. He says, basically, you are able now to speak words of encouragement because the message of Jesus is in you. You begin to see people differently. One of my favorite stories from early days of pastoring uh, I was 20 years old when I, I started pastoring. You can gasp, it's okay. That is frightening, especially since I know, I know me, right? So that's scary. At the age of 20, and we had this guy in the church who was a former union boss in a steel mill. Very rough, very used to being large and in charge. And this guy uh, had come to Jesus, got, come into a relationship with Jesus late in life, right? And so I would always kind of get nervous when we would have a time where he would stand up to speak or someone would call on him to share something in the meeting. And I would all be like, oh, come on. You'd pucker like that sitting around the table sometime. You know you do. It's like, oh, what's going to come out of his mind? Well, this one particular time, he stood up to give a testimony and he said, you know what? And I'm just sitting there thinking, oh, no. He starts pointing at people. Hated you. Hate you. Hated you. Hated you. Hated all y'all. He said, then I got saved. And all y'all changed. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's stinking brilliant. Because what he didn't understand was he had had such an encounter with Jesus that it completely shifted and changed his perspective. And rather than just not liking these people, now all of a sudden he saw things in them to like. When we allow the word of Christ to dwell in us, we begin to see like he sees. We begin to value what he values. It's really a big, big deal. I wrote it down this way. Inviting the word and message of Christ to inhabit and reside in us brings transformation to our lifestyle and our influence on others. Whew. That's good stuff. But it's a choice. It's a daily choice. It's a daily choice. I choose hour by hour throughout my day to whether or not I'm going to let the peace of God rule in my heart. I choose, am I going to let the message of who Jesus is and his words, am I going to let them dwell in me, reside in me? Am I going to think about them, keep them and let them give me context and perspective? That's a choice. And when I do, it helps me. Here's the third key. And I want you to really catch this one too. It's important. The third key is remember the name of Christ. 
the name of Christ. Now, this is interesting because the word name, he says, whatever you do in word or deed, do it in the name of Christ. And so some of us are are just way too literal. Let's just be honest. Some of us are. It's like, okay, so now I got to go. I'm picking up my fork in Jesus' name. I'm eating this food in Jesus' name. I'm now chewing this whatever this is I'm eating in Jesus' name. I'm I'm walking to this room now in Jesus' name. That's not what it's talking about. Because that would get old, wouldn't it? That would get old. No, what he's talking about is that whatever you do, whatever you're speaking, whatever you're doing, whatever activity is, do it in the name of Christ. What does that mean? Well, the word name here in the Greek is onomati, and it means literally title, character, or reputation. Stability in unstable times involves the peace of God being full of the word of Christ but also being mindful of his reputation so that we choose our words and our actions more carefully. Here's why. Because often you and I are the only reflection of of who Jesus is that some people will ever see. That's terrifying to me when I'm driving on the loop in Longview (laughs) looking back to see, did I put that high-ridge sticker on my car? I hope not. Oh, God. Right? This is, this is the thing. Even when we're in traffic or online, I am amazed that people who are, who are so quiet, so shy, so reserved can be so vehemently violent online. Who would never walk up to you and say something but online, right? The great, the great anonymity. It's not anonymity, by the way. They all know you're there. Here's, here's the reality, though. Where, whether we're in traffic, online, whatever's happening, we need to be thinking, word or deed, I need to remember. I need to remember who he is. I need to remember who I represent. I want, I, I'm here to reflect who he is. Not just that, I'm also here to represent what he values. What he values. What does he value? He values people. He loves people, right? He loves you. He loves me. He loves everyone. And he paid the price that he paid for everyone. What I want to do right now is give you two questions. And and it's important because when we think about his title and his character, his reputation, it's really based on whether we know him or not. One of the things here at High Ridge, we, we want you to know God. We want to provide opportunities for you to get to know God. We bring messages from Scripture so you can know more about God. We encourage you to worship and encounter His presence, to know more about God. It's one of the four things that we really want here. We want you to know God. Let me ask you two questions. Here's the first one. What does Jesus look like to me? Ask yourself the question, how do I see Jesus? Is it just based on hearsay or personal experience? How do you see him? Do you see him as who the Bible portrays him to be? The friend of sinners? Or do you see him as some British actor painted on a painting? Some of you right now, you're going, 
what? 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 It's my job to make you think, that's all. What does Jesus look like to me? How do you know him? Do you know him? Here's the second question. What does Jesus look like when others look at him in me? What impact do I have? What, is, what are people's impressions of who Jesus is when I'm at the table? When I come into the room? When I'm in a dressing room in a department store? What are other people's, what, what is the impression? What am I imparting to others about who he is? See, this is, if, if the peace of God, letting it rule in our hearts is what we need to do in unstable times. Letting the word of Christ dwell in us is how we do it. Then remembering the name of Jesus is why. I don't know about you, but when I understand how, what to do, how to live, and why, that brings stability to me. It gives me context, even in the midst of difficulty even in the midst of difficulty. I wrote it this way. When we live mindful of his reputation and character, we reflect his nature to those around us. Now, I've shared with you three keys. These, these keys, I really know they can help you if you will use them on a regular basis, but here's the problem with keys. We misplace them. <laughs> Anybody else? Just me? I mean, we ever heard any of this phrase anywhere around your house or workplace? Where are my keys? Where are my keys? Some of you may not use keys that much. You use your device, and that's why certain uh, computer providers have installed little apps called Find My Phone, right? (laughs) Because we misplace those. It's important to have some way to remind us or help us find these keys. Because I promise you, it may happen to you when you leave here today or it may be in the morning when you get up to go to work or school and you're going to find somebody's going to cut out in front of you, something's going to happen, nobody got dressed the way they were supposed to, breakfast was burnt, I don't know what it is, but the bottom line is you're going to forget where these keys are. And you're going to think, Bill just told me these keys yesterday. What? I'm going to give you the way that this passage tells us that we can find these keys. You ready? It's the atmosphere of gratitude and worship. The attitude of giving thanks and worshiping God. This is the atmosphere that we rediscover his peace. We hear and understand his word and where we are reminded of his nature and his character and who he is. When you're doing whatever you're doing and you realize, whoop, misplaced these keys, here's how you find them. Pause. Begin to give thanks for God's working in your life, his goodness in your life, his grace in your life. Begin to give thanks. Begin to express how you feel about him and spend some time in worship because that's where the memory gets triggered. This is where my keys are. I can let the peace of God rule in my heart. I can let the word and message of Jesus dwell in me richly and have free access to every area of my life. And I can choose to do everything and be reminded of his nature, his character in everything I do. Would you bow your head and close your eyes? I just want to pray for us.
Would you take just a moment and just thank God for something specific in your life? Just thank him. Express gratefulness. Now take a moment and just express here all across the room and watching online. Just just begin to say, God, this is what you mean to me. And now make a choice. I'm going to let the peace of God that can bypass all of my understanding of what's going on around me and it can govern my heart and calm my mind. I'm going to choose today to let the message of Jesus have free reign in every room of my life so it can influence how I live and the impact that I make on others. I'm going to choose to remember, remind myself of what a good God He is, what a good Father He is, and I'm going to act accordingly. You might be listening today You say, Bill, all those things sound amazing, but I don't have that kind of relationship. I mean, I've gone to church, I've visited church, or I grew up in church, or maybe I've never been to anywhere like church, but that sounds amazing, but I don't have that. Well, before you can have the peace of God, you have to experience peace with God. And the good news today is that everything necessary for that to happen has already been done. And if you're thinking to yourself, I really would love that relationship, would you, would you be willing to just say this prayer with me? Someone led me in this prayer years ago, and it'd be my honor to lead you in this prayer today. Would you be willing to say, Lord Jesus, I choose to believe you are who the Bible says you are. I ask you, forgive me of my sin." Come into my life and give me direction. I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. And I choose to live for you from this day forward. In Jesus' name, with every head bowed and every eye still closed. If you prayed that prayer today, maybe for the first time, You'd be willing to say, Bill, I prayed that prayer with you just then. I just prayed that with you. Would you do me a favor and just look up here at me and raise your hand real quick, and then you can put it right back down. Thank you. Thank you. Proud of you. Anybody else? Thank you, Lord. So grateful. I'm so proud of you who prayed that prayer. Those of you who prayed that, if you just look at me, everybody else, head bowed, eyes closed. You've made a wonderful step today. So proud of you. But we want to help you know what comes next. We put together a series of videos that are available to you. And the easiest way we can get them to you is if you would just simply text, I prayed. All one word, I prayed, to 844-HRC-TEXT. It should be on the screen. If you'll do that, we'll be able to get that resource to you and let you know what's next. So excited. One of the things you can consider, one of your next steps next weekend is baptism weekend. 
So I really want you to think about, I want to encourage you in that. High Ridge family, if you will now look up here at me, so glad to have you. Why don't we stand together? I'm so excited to have been able to share with you today. For all of you who tuned in online, we're so grateful. Hopefully this encouraged you. And one of the ways we know if it did is if you'll just hit the like button and the share. And if you don't want to miss one of these, hit subscribe. That would be awesome. We love getting this message out as far as we can. I'm going to invite our elders and their wives to come forward. And when we dismiss here in just a moment, if you have a prayer need, if there's something going on in your life that you would like someone to agree with you in prayer about, well, it could be a physical need, could be something related to relationships, whatever it is, we would love to have the opportunity to pray with you today. All right, let me speak a blessing over here and we'll release you. Father, thank you so much for your goodness. Thank you that you're here with us. Thank you for your word. I pray a blessing right now over every individual every household represented here in this room today and those watching online in Jesus name. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a great afternoon. Thank you so much for listening in today. Our prayer is that you are encouraged and strengthened by the message. If you haven't done so yet, be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review wherever you're listening. If you want to be a part of our online community, connect with us through Facebook or Instagram with the handle at highridgelv or you can check out our website at highridgelv.com. Lastly, if this ministry has impacted your life and you'd like to support its work, visit highridgelv.com give. We appreciate your support and we're believing with you today for God's best in your life. Have an incredible week and we will see you next time.